N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain or shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 334 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And SGR. What up? What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Uh-huh. How you doing? How you doing? Uh-huh. How you doing? Oh, uh, you want to jump into the big news? Uh-huh. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just jump right in this episode, man. All right. I let's like jump it. right fucking into the deep end. All right, uh, Aaron Hicks uh, signed with the uh, with the Baltimore <laughs> Orioles. Okay, and I'm going to show. Okay, and uh, this is how little I care about this. Um, okay, let's sing your favorite Taylor Swift song right now. Okay. Okay. Never getting back together. Uh, I don't Hello. know about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary Sanchez wound up in uh, San Diego after getting DFA. Yeah. By, by the Mets. Uh, he hit two home runs in his first two games, and then I don't even know what the hell he was doing in the uh, I believe that was in the ninth inning today, where he ran yeah. up the first baseline when the ball was coming home. Yeah, he had one of those in-the-moment brain fart oh, kind of things like he did. God. You know what that reminded me of when he walked in front of that guy in the on-deck circle who was swinging the bat and Gary yes, just and walked right head in front of him. Oh, man, I mean, he's, you, not, he's not thinking too much. If you uh you can search it uh, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I don't even know where where was he going. Did you see? I think the he video? was. He, I I don't think he's noticed the cutoff man in front of think, him. So he no. was going. He was going to get the ball in the, on the fly, and then it got cut off, and then he was in no man's land. That situation, shouldn't you just anchor yeah. yourself to home plate? If the it, ball goes even if he wide, got that ball right, yeah. It's, if it's the ball goes. Wash. If the ball's not at home, you're the run scoring anyway. Yeah. At least anchor yourself. The Yankees I mean, are the Yankees are about to have three guys, and correct me if there's more. Three guys that are just going to be the DFA guys from here on out that are going to end up on different teams every two months. You have Sanchez; he's been on how many teams in the last couple months? Three. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, you have Hixie now, who will be released immediately when Mullins. Uh, well, is Cedric back. Mullins is on the IL, so he'll be around for uh, at least yeah that. until yeah, he's back. See when Mullins. And then. Who's the third? Uh, Luke Voigt. Yeah, Luke Voigt yeah. got DFA'd. Uh, zero home runs, I believe, so far in in this season. Which and and he uh, complained about uh, he complained about not making the team out of spring training, and he's got zero home runs. But at least it's better than some of the other guys we have floating around. You have the Greg Birds who just yeah, Greg Bird didn't uh, even huh, Greg Bird Mullins. Mm-hmm. Mullins is just a ten day IL stint for right now. He's got a, a right groin strain. So. But those could be tricky, okay? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Hicks might take another spot. They're tricky when you're a Yankee, for sure. Right. No, so. no that's true. Okay. Uh, Hicks uh, didn't Hicks go two for two yesterday? Yeah, he's down a thousand. Yeah, right. And he pimped a he pimped a walk too. Walk and then he had a nice. bat, with, bat with flip cramps. walk. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, basically right? uh, Hicks in a nutshell in one game. Go on to sing our, our favorite Taylor Swift songs, okay? Instead of talking well, about Aaron Hicks, yeah. What is the favorite Taylor Swift song? I don't know, dude. I just we I, I are never, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I thought, thought it was. It. Uh, there was a lot of TikTok videos because she was at MetLife over the weekend. Right. Like, I'm not a big Taylor yeah. Swift fan. Obviously, I fucking hate Taylor knows. Swift. Aaron Rodgers was there too. Everybody knows who she is, and I'm like, I think I would just go for the experience. You got bad blood. I had to go for the experience, and you went. trust me. Oh yeah, when you years lost ago. your car, remember that? I remember that. Yeah. Oh, you lost your car to Taylor Swift. No, my daughter was telling me, and at the time she was probably only seven or eight. Well, you went with a seven-year-old, dude. You got to get banged up and go. She she was going, she was going. We parked by the limos where there was a bunch of. I'm like Leah, shut up. No, we didn't. I will find me? the car. And then an hour later, we found the car literally right next to the. If I knew I had a babysitter, okay, and I didn't have to be a you know be a responsible adult for that night, okay, and okay. somebody was like, "Yo, I got Taylor Swift tickets," I'd be like, "Let's fucking pound Jack, let's get wild and go and to the scalp concert. them and sell them." If you went to the if you got tickets and you went to the concert, 
just to go instead of selling them, I don't know if I talk to you anymore. Well, then you're stupid because I'm I, I'm all about experiences in life. OK, yeah. I went to go see Atlantis in a fucking club in New York City because somebody fuck her, too. Go, OK, so I think I would go see go see this concert. OK. And then okay. I would, and then I would laugh at Aaron Rodgers for singing for, for when they shot off the confetti. When he would go, that was the Jets won the Super Bowl. Okay, bro, go take more mushrooms, loser. This is the <laughs> uh, pop culture podcast. Okay, have a, you know we can. Everybody can always have a little bit of fun. Okay, life, okay, okay, know? okay, okay, okay. Elgato's coming. Oh, toggle. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. the Yankees just uh, they. They're uh, got a day off here Thursday night. They'll be in Hollywood tomorrow as they begin a three game series with the uh, L.A. Dodgers. Uh, they took two out of three from uh, from Seattle. They got shut out last night. One nothing, which is typical Yankees after they scored mm. 30 runs in three games. They yeah. by themselves a hit last night. Uh, but it's overall, it was a good series for the Yankees. The bats busted out, per, you know, in a large way. They, they did score 20 runs in the first two games, backed up off of a 10-run performance in the final game against Seattle. They got some good starting pitching. You know, Clark Schmidt went into the sixth last night, not allowing a run. So, I mean, Clark Schmidt has pitched better as of late. It's not still not, I don't know. Really I think he's pitched yeah. really well. Yeah, he's got a sub-2 sub, sub two ERA in his last I'm three still, starts. I'm still not looking forward to his – 172, his, I want to say. His bump days. Are you still look, are you looking no, forward no. to Clark Schmidt bump days? No, no but, but I, I am but feeling I more confident. Yeah, I appreciate it when he's going out there and, I, and shoving. I, I want to do I want to do shop, bumps shop, shop, on shop. Clark Schmidt bump days. We can do bumps. Right, we can do a bump on Clark Schmidt. A, a couple okay. key bumps. Okay. Uh, Bumpy, dumpy. No snorting, no shooting. That was, that's my uh, – Okay. You got these super chats? In that order? In that order? Oh, I don't have them up. Go right ahead. Here we go. All right, we got a first one from our boy Ra. Whatever. Ra. Thanks, Ra. He said, "My favorite Ra song is never, never." Well, he says, "My favorite song is pay Christian his money and stop stiffing him on tips." Wow. Damn. Oh, Another wow, shot dog. at me. Wow. T-Swift? wow That's T Swift song. That is. Uh, and then our boy Zach Brownish. He said, "Aaron Hicks and Gary Sanchez and Luke Voigt." We'll be cleaning up high schools by the end of 2023. And he needs bathrooms. No, 24. Okay. 24. Okay. It looks like a fix to the sticks. Okay. Broomstick. Luke Voigt. Now that you say that, Luke Voigt looks like a guy from From Saved by the Bell. No, no, no. From Just Friends. No, the. the that quarterback bag? guy when he when he he's fucking yeah. bald and he's like, and, and he still tries to oh smash, yeah you could definitely smash jamie powell what yeah. is his fucking name he's drinking the beer and he asked him for five dollars yeah. yeah yeah like he's still I, stuck being a jock in, in, in his 30s luke voigt's gonna have dinkelman the... dinkelman oh not dinkelman tim, what's his name tim luke voigt's gonna be 55 years old that's that's gonna be luke voigt and he's luke gonna be 55 years old, fat as can be, and still have one button Tim. too many you know undone. That? His name was Tim. <laughs> yeah, you have like yeah, that's, weird wow, that's memory, weird. dude. And then Luke Voigt's going to get a job at his high school fucking sw- uh, sweeping floors, you know. And, and he's, he's gonna, hey. me, no, look, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm wrong with that. As long as you do your job and not pretend like, Hey, you know, I used to hit home runs for the Yankees. Well, I was going to say he's going to he always, he's also always going to have a pen on him just in case because he's going to expect autographs. Even though he no looks one... like, he looks like fat white Goodman at the end of Dodgeball. And he's like, yeah, Do yeah. You remember when I led the league in home runs? And people are going to be like, bro, it was COVID. <laughs> Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. All right. So speaking of lead, leading league in home runs, it only seems like Oswald Peraza leads the league in home runs. He hit another one tonight. I believe that's his 10th since he's been, been sent down. Um, I don't have it updated because, you know, they don't update these things. But this is these were his numbers coming into tonight, if I could get them up real quick. All right. What's up here? Huh? This was Oswald Peraza's numbers coming into tonight. Uh, batting 347, nine home runs, 19 RBI, six stolen bases, and a 1.061 OPS. And he, he hit another home run tonight. So his OPS home runs and RBIs definitely went up in that span. That's a 95 at-bats. So now this is all kind of tying together here because there's a lot of interconnecting parts with the Yankees right now. So I guess the big news is uh, the reinforcements are on their way. John Carlos Stan, Wash Donaldson, and Tommy Tommy Red Bull 
have already already uh, been activated. They're on their way to uh, Los Angeles. They'll be on the active roster for tomorrow night. Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, Matt Crook, and Franchi got sent down. So uh, the team is starting to get whole again. They're only really missing, I guess, what are they missing? Rodon and Bader right now would be yeah. the, the guys that you would expect it to be there regularly. Um, yeah, Trevino, Trevino's, Trevino's back? And no, Trevino's done. He's having Tommy John surgery. Oh, shit. But I guess uh, once you got through this initial wave here of guys that you figured would be done for the year, these are the guys that you expected that were going to come back at some point. So they're pretty much just down Rodon and uh, and Bader, which is frustrating with Bader because what did the guy play three weeks before he got hurt again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this begs the question. We don't have to spend a ton of time on Harrison Bader, but, you know, what do you just say La Vie at the end of the year and, you know, fill that spot from within do you offer him a contract like i know what chris's smart ass answer is going to be but let's debate this do, do you want harrison bader coming back knowing that he's a, as good as he is you're probably only going to get 80 to 90 games out of him i don't know if this is worth extending a contract to because at some point when does he become aaron hicks it's pretty impressive that you know what I'm going to say because I don't even know what I would say. You've said this already. That's what you sound like. <laughs> uh, well, there's two sides to this to this coin here. Um, the one is when he's healthy. Like We're not just dealing with a guy who's a decent player and, and gets hurt a lot. We're talking about a guy that when he's healthy, he's in my opinion, I mean, people say there's a couple others better than him. I haven't seen him. Uh, he's the best defensive center fielder in baseball. I mean, at least he's top two, top three. Mm-hmm. So, and and obviously the guy can hit, right? He's not, he doesn't profile, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't profile as like a big offensive player, but I think his bat plays well in Yankee Stadium and in this lineup. So we're talking about a guy who, extreme you know impacts this lineup a lot when he's healthy but we've talked about it how many times over the last handful of years like we we can't keep committing to guys who are injury prone it just can't happen because reliability and having guys out there every day at the end of the day is more important i think than having the best players on this team up and down the lineup i don't know i don't know what i I don't know what I would do. He's that good. I where know. I'm putting you on the spot right here. Right. If I if okay. if this was we're doing keep him dump him right now wow. on June and 1st, I don't get to know what he does nope, the rest of the as season. of right now. What's your vote? As of right now, yeah, I'm I'm signing him because I think I have the upper hand, and I think he's still worth the risk of maybe we can keep him healthy. Ryan, I'm dumping him. Dump, because you look at look at the last two big center fielder free agent si- or signings that the Yankees have made: Aaron Hicks, Jacoby Ellsbury. Mm. I, you know, I don't really want to go down the injury prone route or a guy who isn't showing an ability to stay on the field consistently. So I'm dumping him to free agency, and I'm still going to try to offer him a deal in the three to four year range. You know, I'm not well, giving him anything more than that. And I'd have to see what the market was like. So you're ultimately keeping him because you would offer him a contract. No, I'm letting him test the market first, though. Let him test the waters. And then what's the number I'd you feel comfortable in. with? <clears throat> 455, 460. That's a lot yeah. of money. That's $15 million a year for, uh, you know, a guy that you would. Uh, right now, yeah, I but for three, I, four years, it's not terrible. We're not talking what about do you it. Get, what are you getting out of him? Are you getting more than 90 games out of him? Well, I don't know because this is a hypothetical question here. I mean, well, based on what we've seen since he's been here, you can't trust I pers- him. I personally think his talent and his impact in this lineup and in the field is still, it's very close now, is still worth the risk of signing him to a short term deal. Well, is he going to take a short-term deal at 28? Well, that's my point here is that I think if I'm the Yankees, I wouldn't let him test the water because I think there's teams dumb enough to to take that risk. And before he can talk to anyone, 
I'm trying to talk him down and show what kind of, a, you know, plant those seeds of how much of an upper hand we have and and how much he's not going to want to test that market because he can't stay healthy. He doesn't want to stay healthy. Okay. But I mean, it's a tough call for sure. If I knew how. I knew what the Yankees plan was for the outfield. It would make this a lot easier. I, I, I honestly think that Jason Dominguez is going to be starting for this team in 2024. He might even knock on the door at the end of this year. Yeah, it's, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, but here's the problem. If not, I know he's not a center fielder, so you have to find a center fielder. And Aaron Judge, as he keeps getting older, he cannot. You don't want him playing yeah. center field. Well, it's so not even. Yanks, it's not even that. You get rid of Bader, and like you're saying, I mean, left field's still wide open now. Now we have two spots to fill. Well, not, I don't think it's going to be wide open. I think Dominguez will be there next year. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Is that Dominguez is going to take that spot? So Bader really, you know, you get rid of Bader. Now you're just opening up another outfield position that it just call up Spencer Jones, bro. Who cares? Hey, I'm fine with that, man. If they're, if this kid's ready to uh, go and he's not, I don't think he's ready. I don't think he will be ready next year. I think he's more of a 25. Yeah. 26, 27, maybe, mm-hmm. well, you know, we'll see what happens. Can we go back to Praza for a second? Oh, um, yeah. So I don't know. Honestly, it, it's tough because, like you said, with you don't know what's out there. You don't know what the Yankees' plans are for center field. But uh, the interesting thing that I brought up is, you know, you offer this guy a long-term deal. When did he? When did the fans get fucking sick of him for not being on the field? And then it becomes another Aaron Hicks situation. Do you want to go down that road to offer it? Well, you're gonna have to offer. What are you gonna offer him? Four or five years? So you know, we're already in year two really of him not staying on the field. So if he gets hurt again next year and then he gets hurt the year, out, you know, and then we're going on year three, four of him not staying on the field, you know? Yeah. He doesn't, doesn't have a good history of staying healthy. Yeah. Tough. He's it, a very likable guy. I think he fits this team like a glove. Yeah. It sucks. I, I think that's the biggest part of it is that I kind of, I really like the guy like Hicks. I never liked him. I mean, but ultimately, like, if you told me uh, I get to make the call, I, I'm I'm going to go see what else is out there and probably let Harrison Bader walk. Hey. There's, there's not a lot of free agents available for next year, especially center field. You could go Cody Bellinger next year on another one-year deal. Kevin Kiermaier, I think, will be available. Not a lot on the center field market for next year, so that could drive his price up even more. Michael Taylor... Michael Taylor's not a major league baseball player. Yeah, I, I'm going down the list here. I'm just I'm scrolling Getting through. Cody Bellinger, Ryan, what are, do you have his numbers in front of you? I think he's he's actually doing pretty well. Yeah, he's having they're, a comeback year. I think one of our shows actually brought that up that he could be a potential uh, trade piece to look at. Um, shit, I'm on fucking I'm on that payroll website. So hold on one second. Oh, spot track. Just, yeah, I was on the. I was looking at his his money but this year so far Cody Bellinger he's hitting 271 seven home runs 20 ribbies on base 337 but his, yeah, his average isn't terrible how many how many at bats he has had uh 144 at bats so he's playing almost every day okay, okay. he hit 210 uh last season in 144 he's games. lefty so yeah, and left, left, the Yankees left have no that. lefty power outside yep. Anthony Rizzo in this lineup. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I would definitely make the call. I would see what uh, what they they want for him. Yeah, because uh, I think that that I don't. I'm not gonna. I hate using the term like missing piece, but I think it's a very good complementary piece to what this lineup needs. Is a guy like Cody Bellinger if he's going to continue to perform at this level where he's on pace for what twenty five home runs, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I could see him being a recipe that just he kind of blends in to all the other Yankees when they're struggling, when they're facing a good pitcher in the postseason, just strike out after strike out, and he's going to fit right in. Well, you know, who are you going to bring <laughs> in that doesn't uh, fit that mold? You know, mm-hmm. it's not a lot. Out the only there. guys that are going to break that are the guys that are on this team right now. So that's going to be Aaron Judge, it's going to be Anthony Volpe, that's going to be Glaber Torres, it's going to be. DJ LeMayu, those are the guys that need to not strike out in big spots. You know, you nobody you bring in that one. I don't think that one guy exists that's going to change the mold of this lineup. It's going to be the guys that are going to be here. 
So Chris wants to go back to Peraza. I just want to ask you a quick question. Okay. Do you think he's playing? He's playing so well in the minor leagues. Do you think, would you say that's because of consistent at bats or just because the yes. pitching is a lot easier to I think him. he graduated. I think it's. I think partially, partially, he's he's graduated from being a Triple A player. Can you say that one hundred percent guaranteed factual? Can you make that a factual statement? You can't make it a factual statement. Why? What do you mean? Why? Why can't you? Why can't we decipher if it's the easier pitching or consistent at bats? I think it is both. Mm-hmm. Why can't we decipher it though from from his major league time? Because he didn't get consistent at bats. In Correct. Correct. Imagine. Mm-hmm. Imagine. And now where are you going to give him consistent at bats if you decide he's ready to come up? Well, this is where this is all ties in right now because Wash Donaldson is part of the brigade that's coming back. Uh, what's the leash on him? You know, look, this, the Yankees are operating under a different set of rules right now. And I, I firmly believe that because they got rid of Aaron Hicks and uh, how put kind of put Donaldson in that same boat when he was on that podcast a few weeks ago. What's the leash on him? How long does Donaldson get of it? Let's say he hits 110. How long does he get? Well, here's sorry, right? You go. I I just think it's going to be right, right up until the trade deadline. And then the Yankees are going to make that move, uh, make a decision of whether or not let's call up Peraza or let's trade Peraza and bring someone else on, you know, that, could give him value, whether that's third base or somewhere else. But I think the decision will be made on Peraza closer to the trade deadline. I well, actually, I'm saying, what's the decision made on Donaldson? What's I think his, he's saying what's his leash. I think so you're he's saying, saying Donaldson's leash is till the All Star break. Yes, to see what you're gonna what Peraza's to then see what are. the next move is. I, and I, I don't. Think, and the next move would be to you know cut. cut but the I disagree with, with you with on that. Sure. Is, um I don't think you tie Peraza's future to Donaldson. I think you tie Peraza's future to what you're going to do with Glaber Torres. Okay. Because Glaber Torres, as much as we may want him traded, could still have a future with this team. Well, Donaldson has no, like this. Glaber, I mean, Donaldson has no future with this team. He's not going to be here at, at the end of next year, at the end of this year, right? Glaber Torres could be a guy that he already, we know he's going to be here. If the Yankees don't trade him, he has a contract for next year. He's a he very well could earn himself an extension. So I, I would say that if you're going to tie Peraza to a player on this team, you tie him to Glaber Torres. If you don't move Torres, then I think then you look to move Peraza because I don't know why. I think though that I don't it know. Could, that's I don't fair think, to say. Yeah, I don't think you tie him. If let, let's say, I guess I'm tying it more to the to the Peraza, the idea of Peraza, what they do with Peraza will be decided by the all-star yes, break, but that's I guess what, that's not okay, really so let's say what they, they move, do with Donaldson. So, so do you think if the Yankees decide they're going to trade Peraza, then they'll hold on to Donaldson for the yes. entire year, no matter how bad yes. that is? Yes, yes. And he, could, he can, and, and if he sucks, if he continues to suck, then he will just be a, a glorified bench player. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Yankees have options. I mean, uh, DJ Mayu could take over there every day, although he's not been consistently hitting the way that we would like him to. Yeah, not, uh, you, not even close. I mean, you know, maybe something wakes up in Oswaldo Cabrera when he goes back down, and then he can come back up later. I was going to say, I want to add a third layer to this whole talk, and I, and I don't think it's being talked about enough, and that's you stole my words before I could say it, DJ LeMayu. I mean, I, I think yeah, DJ LeMayu right. can play a big role because I got to tell you, man, if if Wash Donaldson comes back and has some any type of spark and he's hitting consistently, I never thought I'd say this. And I argued it at the beginning of the year that you can't sit DJ LeMayu. But if he's going to continue down this path, man, uh, I mean, I need guys who are going to come up big because the Yankees have this issue, right, where they have a guy who historically being on the team has been the guy to come up big. Right. And DJ's always been that guy. And he's, it's like, they can't get solid wrispy numbers though. I mean, his overall numbers aren't great, but he's wrispy. Yeah. Well, not late, not of late. No, they are. I mean, you, you're cucking for Michael K right now. I had, mm-hmm. I don't okay. listen to Michael. Okay. K, so. okay. Okay. I don't, I don't, don't listen to don't bring up Michael. K. Okay. <laughs> Hidden uh, 279 this year with, uh, in his wrispies, uh, 12 for 43. Uh, 13 ribbies. Mm-hmm. So the Risp- majority of his ribs. Uh, so, yeah. so what I was saying, like 
the Yankees can't move on from guys that like you'll never see DJ batting like seventh. They'll just always keep putting him either lead off <laughs> or fifth or I mean, just clean up. It'd be interesting. You think DJ LeMay is in the lineup tomorrow? Let's say Rizzo's ready to go. Is DJ LeMay in the I'm lineup? I'm actually going to say no. I would also say no. I would say that it's the correct move. Yeah, I think so. Maybe an, I, just another day off, too. They like that the, double day For off. the first time, I'm saying no, and I actually think it would be the right move. I need to I see think, what Donaldson has. No, you have to. You can't. I mean, yeah. you have to. I can't believe I'm saying this, but because people are like, what's the move for Donaldson? Don, and I was joking. Donaldson is the move for Donaldson, right? But he's going to he's activated. He's going to be here. He's got to play. You got to give this guy. He's going to he'll be off Sunday because God forbid he plays three days in a row coming off an injury. He might even be off Saturday. We know Stan's going to be off Saturday for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Even though he's going to DH, he's definitely going to be off Saturday. Because that's just the Yankees, right? Right. Um, you have to let this guy play every day or as close to it as you're going to allow him because you think the world is going to spontaneously combust if he plays three days in a row coming off the IL. Um, you need to know what he is. Because if he's yeah. going to if he's gonna catch fire and be close to a league average hitter, how much better, honestly, like how much better are the Yankees if Donaldson is a league average hitter? Yeah. With his defense, for sure, and I this ties. Go ahead. Saying? I'm saying I'm not say even that. I'm not even asking him to be an all star no. or be right. to be close to an MVP, be a league average hitter. Yeah, and this ties back into what SGR was trying to say before. I think that it's fair to say that if he comes back up, gets consistent at bats, and is just absolutely miserable for three weeks, and he's still on this team, and Peraza is still raking down in Triple A and they don't call him up, it's the it's the classic Yankees don't want to spoil a trade piece, and it's at least telling me that they're going to seriously consider trading Peraza at the deadline, and I'll make the prediction that even then they don't trade him because they to Cashman, they'll never get the correct return. I mean... What you have to do is give Donaldson a fair shake here to prove that he is actually washed, okay? And you have to come up with a number. It's Is it three weeks? Is it the trade deadline? You have to know. I, I would say you have to know before the trade deadline. Yeah, I'm saying like, like a week or two before the deadline, but right when you know those I'm talks saying, are starting to heat up. So we're June 1st. Tomorrow's June 2nd. He'll be back in a while. Then June 3rd. Okay. Then June 4th. Okay. All right. Is July 4th a fair day? Is that like, is that the line of demarcation for Wash Donaldson? If if he's really, really bad. But if he's showing signs of life, then I got to, I got to extend it a little bit. Give the, I mean, to be fair, you have to give the Yankees enough time to, Assess what's out there. You don't want, I don't want them to wake up on, you know, what do we say? August 1st is a, I don't want them to wake up on July 31st and be like, oh, this guy's done. DFA. Now let's see what's out there. They need to have enough time to do their due diligence should they want to acquire somebody, you know? So that's why I'm saying I'm not giving him till late July. I'm giving him till, till that first week of July, like July right. 4th. That's a good number. That's a good date. That gives him a full month. If this guy goes a month hitting a buck 50, you know he's finished. He's yeah, not going to come out of that. I'd say I'd say 60 around 60 at bats is where I what I need to see to fully evaluate it. You figure the first 20 at bats is him coming so that's back 15 and, games. I, I'll give him a little bit more than that because that's like two and a half weeks. I'm not saying that you that. make the decision based on that. I'm saying we can evaluate what we're going to get at, after 60. I'm at telling bats. you right now, dude, if he gets 60 at bats and he's batting a buck 50, I'm not going to, I'm going to be screaming. I think at that, at that point, bat. you can just safely assume after 60 at bats, if he's still not picking it up, that you know what you're getting. I'm not saying you make your decision right. based on that, but I'm just saying that could, you know, tell the future of, of what you're going to get out of him at that point. As much as we want Oswald Peraza on his team right now, and he deserves to be here, he shouldn't. I can't believe I'm saying this because he's not going to play every day. Right. Well, There's that's absolutely no. Well, it is. But if you're committed to seeing what Donaldson has, then he doesn't play third base. 
I mean, Glaber's played well enough where he deserves to play every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and Absolutely. this is where everything's ever. This is where everything is interconnected. Are you demoting Anthony Volpe? No, no way. I can't. And, and and look, I've been a little critical of him in our texts of late because I think it, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to to criticize him a little right now. Oh, fuck you. Uh, but I'll say this: we committed to the kid, and I think he's got it. I don't think that's a question. So you got to commit. Right. A 94, 631 OPS, 73 OPS plus. I mean, these are pretty awful numbers. They're bad numbers. They're bad numbers. 68 strikeouts. I mean, so. But if you want to tie it, you know, you want to connect Volpe here. I'll I'll say something that ties back to him. The Yankees committed to him. And I need need another commitment out of the Yankees by the deadline. Mm. And that commitment and it has to be crystal clear is who's our future Peraza or Torres. That question needs to be answered by the trade deadline this year, because you're never going to look. If you're going to trade Peraza now is the time. If you're going to trade Torres and he's not your future now is the time. If you let that window close and both of these guys are still on the team after the trade deadline, you are going to have more situations where guys are just becoming waste of space mm. spaces. They, they don't get traded. They, they rot away in, in the minor leagues or on the bench. And then you have nothing. One of those guys need needs to be gone. And the Yankees need to commit to one of them at this point right now. I don't care either way. I think Torres has had a great year so far. And if that's the direction they want to go in, I'm not going to criticize them, but it needs to, it, it needs to be made clear by the deadline. All right. So Peraza gets traded. You know, the, the very next move, let's say hypothetically Peraza gets traded. The very next move that Brian Cashman has to make? Extend Torres? Absolutely. You don't play that game. No, absolutely not. That's it. That's what yeah. I mean by I need, I, need, I need a clear commitment from one of the two. And I'm... That- I want Glaber Torres traded. I've made my reasonings very clear why I want him traded. And has nothing has very little to do with the fact that of his actual skills. I think he's a very good baseball player. But if you are trading Oswald Peraza, the very next move the Yankees make is they hand Glaber Torres a contract extension. Yep. Hey. Hey, look look, the Yankees have a lot of organizational issues. And we say it all the time. One of those issues is commitment. Let's work on it one at a time mm. here. Let's work on the commitment aspect. I would rather the Yankees be committed to something than happen yes. on two things. 100%. So if they're going to, even if I don't agree with the move, if they're at least going to commit, then, mm-hmm. then I'm there for it. And I think that everyone's going to make bad decisions and hindsight's always 2020, but at least we can come back to the moment they made the move and say, at least they committed. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I'm doing that with Volpe right now. You know, sure. I wanted all those guys they passed up on for shortstop, but I said, at least they committed to Volpe and I'm here for it. If he's going to, you know, not be the greatest hitter this year, that really sucks for this team. And I still think he can turn around, but at least the Yankees committed and I want to see it through now. I told you that at the beginning of the year, Volpe was going to have 24 home runs, 75 RBIs, and he was going to steal 39 bases. Yeah, I'll take that. That's what he's on yeah, pace for. Yeah, I'll take that all day. His power so, numbers are there. So what? So that's. I think you have to take a a lot bigger dive into what he's producing because if you mm-hmm. told me like you're going to have a 24 home run, 75 RBI, you know, close to 40 steal shortstop. Okay, you love that. It's that he he can't hit 194. He's got to get the he's got to get the average up right. We, mm-hmm. It's just, it's unesthetical. I don't even know if that's Ooh. a word. Well, here's here's two things where Volpe looking went from, at a at a one in front of it. As yeah, you can't number. do that. That OPS has got to get above seven hundred. Like these are things he has to do. I th- I think that I was able to kind of deal with the Volpe struggles at the plate until these two things went away. The Up first thing base. was him getting on base. And the second thing was, is, and continues to be, if he botches 
easy plays in the field. I know it's going to happen, but when you're also not getting on base, mm-hmm. not getting hits, those errors are 10 times worse. So when Volpe was, he's been struggling all year, really. Uh, but he was for a while getting on base, stealing base, creating runs. He was playing a good shortstop. Now, lately, he's struggling. He's having terrible at bats. Yeah. Awful at bats. Like for a while, he was also hitting the ball really hard and just making hard outs. Right. But now he's not even really doing that. He's terrible at bats. He's botching easy plays in the field. And then you start to look at him a little differently and say, maybe this is getting to his head. I think the overall quality of the at bats hasn't suffered. The quality of his contact has. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. uh, And I don't know how many more yes analysts have to point this out. You can say any number of ways his hip is his front hip is flying open. He's stepping in the bucket, mm-hmm. whatever cliche you want to use. It's evident. Everybody can see it. So, you know, this is something that's got to get worked on. This is not, I mean, something like that seems relatively easily fixable if it's something, you know, so, well, what, you know, Dylan ever Moss since was, you brought up his swing a few weeks ago, being so long, like I always thought that, but I never really, now I can't not see it. It's, it's really, it's so bad that, I said to wait maybe till the all-star break because he's a young kid before you start messing with the swing. It's gotten so bad now where you got to step in here. I mean, how are they not telling this kid to shorten up his swing? It's unbelievable. I don't know. Like I said, dude, you you would just want, you would just want uh, him to just sit with Anthony Rizzo and learn what a two strike approach is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You definitely learn from these guys. We were we wanted to put a number on uh, Wash Donaldson. Is there a point in the season where you pull the plug on Anthony Volpe? Is there a is there can he be so bad that you get to a point where you're like, okay, we can't play him every day anymore? You know how the Yankees uh, committed to Aaron Hicks way too long because they were too ashamed to admit their mistake. Okay. That's not the case with Volpe here. He is he was your top prospect. He has shown that he fits here. I don't think this is a question of talent. And I think because of that, and because of the context of committing to a young top prospect shortstop, you 100% can't turn back on that. You have to commit. And that means riding it out through the tough times and waiting for the kid to get here that you know you you having in that prospect that you had, you know, drafted years ago or, or whatnot. He's hitting you 180 to. at the all-star break. You're still, when, when the Yankees come back, yes. you're still in the lineup. Yeah. Because what happens when you, when you turn back on it, what happens to him? Do you really think he, he ever comes back as the guy you thought he was going to be? Or, or at that point you think he's a shell of himself in this organization. I think that's probably the last we ever see of him. Yeah. Right. Really? I mean, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't he doubt hits, it. If he's hitting 180 at the All Star break and the Yankees are like, "All right, you, you got to go down the screen," I, I seriously doubt we ever see him again. You you cannot, you can't break up with Anthony. Anthony maybe Volpe. maybe he gets you know these token call ups for an injury and he's here okay. for a day or two. But as far as being well, like a a guy, you know, a cornerstone of your team. And yeah. I think, and this is what a lot of people are missing. You have to, you know, you have to listen to the words sometimes. I know there's a lot of empty bullshit that Aaron Boone spews, right? But he said this exactly. We want you to, to, to finish your development at the major league level. Right. He said that to him when they called him up. That doesn't mean that the Yankees are looking to pull the plug on this kid anytime soon. Yeah, it's exactly what it what he's saying. The Yankees expect him to still be developing. They'd just rather him do it up here. And I really I can't fault them for it. When when uh when Derek Jeter got called up in nineteen ninety-five, was he called up as a bench player or was he there to take that job as at shortstop? Your your mic cut out, would you? Oh, a cup I of would... coffee, dog. I yeah. was I was saying was Jeter when Jeter no, from 995 Christians might cut out. 
Not oh, in 95. Oh, he was bad, not bad. being he, when he got called up in 95, he was not called up to take the job. That was in 96 okay. yeah. he was called up to take the job. He like pinch right. ran. He like pinch ran you know, in he, 95. He, he, play, he played in 15 games and he hit 234. And then they sent him down. I know it's only 15 games, but there is something to be said there where he was called up. He didn't look the greatest, and they sent him back down. So oh, on base percentage was 280. Right. But also uh, Volpe's on base percentage right now, 272. This would be more akin to if the Yankees sent Jeter down in 96 once they they named sure. him starting shortstop. But, right, he, so. but Volpe was never up here. He's, right, but also Jeter was never up. He came up. Yeah, but it wasn't a big thing down. when Jeter was called up. It wasn't like this is our future shortstop. It was uh, just like he was getting four at bats a, a game for a, a month. For, uh, from I think May people 29 realized to June 11th, he was getting uh, he was one of the four at bats a game. Not prospect, Chris. It was a big. I mean, he was being looked at as the future. I don't think I understand, but that looking wasn't at a, it in '95 at that point that he was coming here to take the job. Right. It wasn't a statement from the Yankees at that point, like it was with Volpe. The Volpe call up was a statement. This is the guy that this here's the reason why we passed right. on the greatest shortstop free agency class of all time. We're yeah. committing to him now. He's your shortstop. But I think but, but the, hold on though. The Yankees did that same move calling Jeter back in September. Why did they do that? Why did they call him back in September in 95 to get expanded a taste of, of 40, 40 man rosters and yeah, in expanded rosters. But then, and they want and they wanted him around for that all uh, right. That playoff yeah, he only, push. And he, that. And he right, pinch ran what, in the playoffs. Did, was he in the playoffs? Yeah, he, oh, he wasn't ran. on the playoff run. Was he on? Yeah, I don't think I'm pretty sure. I'm almost positive he 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 was, but maybe I'm wrong. I might be oh, just thinking about him making his debut. I mean, if he's on the playoff Seattle. roster, then there's clearly a, a a message being sent there that they want this guy, but he did not play in the postseason. Okay, game. so I'm just thinking about his all debut right, so, against the. So Mariners. then, all right, all right, yeah, then then a September call. But I but the only reason why I'm saying that is because I was watching something recently. And I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Buck Showalter or somebody. He was like, you know, we called up Jeter. You know, we want to get him a taste. We want to, we want to let him see what, see what the real deal was. You know, so I did see something like that with there. That was kind of the intent. I forget what it was. Or maybe he was on. He was there. He was. He wasn't on the roster in '95. Oh, he, he was, was in the dugout. He it was, was in the dugout. Pas- he was in the dugout. I believe, they, I believe Posada was there too. They yes. they wanted them what in the that? dugout to experience. And and would they do that with Tyler Wade? Would they do that with a, a shortstop that they didn't believe in? Would they do that? You know, with somebody that. No, 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 no one Jeter. said they didn't but believe no, in him. I, but I'm, I'm making the argument that just because Volpe gets sent down, it doesn't mean it's the end of Anthony Volpe. Yeah, but they weren't calling Jeter up to be the shortstop I think that's at that what, time. I think that's what the difference is. Derek they Jeter, were calling him up to give him his, his Derek cup Jeter of didn't win, In 95, he didn't win the job out of spring training. This wasn't like an anointing right. of Derek Jeter in nineteen. Well, if he came, If he came out hitting 300, it would have been his job. Maybe. Maybe you're no, right. I'd maybe you're right. Pretty right. much. Okay, but here's something I just want to touch on real quick because our boy Hirsch said this. said, unfair to compare Volpe to Jeter. That's part of the problem. I just want to make it clear. We're not comparing the players here. We're comparing the how the Yankees look at both players here and how they treat top prospects. They want him to be. I mean, it, we're nobody thinks he's Derek Jeter, especially at this point in his career. But this is what the Yankees want. That's who they want him to be. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. There's been a huge black hole in this organization since. Since Jeter and, left. And isn't anybody who plays shortstop for the New York Yankees going to be well, rightfully here's compared another, to Derek Jeter? Here's another aspect to what De- your Derek ar- Jeter so great. Here's another aspect to your argument just now that you have to also consider when the Yankees after Derek Jeter are committing to a top prospect shortstop because of what we got out of Jeter, it's a much bigger statement than when Jeter got called up back in 95. Because there was no Jeter at that point for yeah, him, dude, he was for us to like be missing. Andy Stankowitz, or, right? So now, Ray when Ray. you're calling a kid up to replace Derek Jeter in the same type of way at the around the same age, you're making more of a statement now than you were back then when Jeter. No one knew Jeter other than being Last a top great prospect. Yankee shortstop before Derek Jeter is probably Phil Rizzuto, <laughs> right? So now we're like, oh, we're calling this guy up, maybe he'll be the next Jeter. When they called Jeter up, there was no next Jeter. Nobody, yeah, point. nobody knew. I mean, like, and you have fans like us that remember Derek Jeter, and they, now we're waiting to that, to that like get him that gap right. to be filled. And the Yankees need it filled too. 
Mm. I think the bigger comparison is uh, what Aaron Judge became after he stunk in 20. He really did stink in 2016. And then he, he got how hurt. many at bats did he get though? Well, he struck out fifty percent of the time. It doesn't matter. Mm, terrible. I remember and then he, that. And then he got hurt, and then uh, he, you know, he won his first MVP award. Okay. Yeah. And then look, dude, you watch highlights of Aaron Judge as a rookie compared to today. Yeah, you don't even believe it's the same hitter, dude. Yeah, he, it's wild. He hit one seventy nine. Uh, his rookie is that is that. Considered his rookie year, did he get oh, twenty seventeen? Yeah, yeah, right. Eighty four at bats in twenty sixteen, hit one seventy nine with an on base of two. Yeah, forty times in eighty four at bats. Yeah. Did you? But have you seen clips of like how different his stance was? Yes, yeah. dude, it's insane. Insane. I was like, who is this? In this clip yeah. the other day, I saw it on TikTok. I'm like, who is this? And he definitely. And I'm like, Holy slid. shit! He might have been on juice in in twenty seventeen because he had very Maybe. much. Yeah, yeah, juice jaw going on then. Okay. Did okay, okay, okay. okay. I don't consider steroids cheating, just for the record. Okay. okay. Everybody okay. should do them. Yeah, that's a statement. Official right. report. Okay. Official statement. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though, because Fernando Tatis Jr. was just here, and fans are like, you're, you're a cheater. You did steroids. Okay. How, how those World Series do you want to give back, smartass? Yeah, right. Okay. So, I mean, that's everybody knows what was going on. So, I mean, okay. I don't, that's one thing I literally don't care about is, is, Stick a needle in your butt. Good. I hope you hit it 450. More guys should do it. Yeah, everyone. Okay. Would you think differently if it came out Jeter was was gassed up? Yeah. It would make you feel differently? For sure. Andy Pettit was gassed up. That was different. Oh, no. End of his career, and he owned up to it. No, I mean, no, it wasn't at the end of his career. It was when he went to Houston. He's a starting pitcher. pitcher. (laughs) Well, he, he fucking retired with Houston and came back. It took me out of Texas. Did he back the rocket? Did no, he I think, I think no. I'm, I'm, I'm probably he... thinking of Roger Clemens. I think I, Pettit might have taken Pettit a year did. off. I think though. Pettit did take a year off, man. I think he it was did. four, five, six. No, and then he wasn't. Wasn't he back with the Yankees in, in seven? I feel, no, I'm pretty uh, yeah, sure. No, Andy Pettit retires for second time. It says yeah. in this ESPN. Yeah, I'm pretty sure because I remember getting there. the news that he was coming out of retirement to play for the Yankees, and I went fucking crazy. I retired with the Yankees and he came back. And then I don't know. Did he retire yeah, after he, he retired? He retired after the 2010 season. Right. Turned out to be short lived. Sat, sat out one year. Pettit returned in 2012 and went five and four with a 287 ERA. I mean, he, he, oh, he I broke don't think his he leg that year. I don't think he now. No, because he went from Houston right back to the Yankees in 20 in 2007. Oh, yeah. All right. So my mistake. Three years prior to his retirement, that was very, that was brutal when he went to Houston. Yeah, that sad. hurt. That hurt. Got him to a World Series. Well, he did. But uh, so there's no point in the season where you look at Anthony Volpe, no matter how bad he is, and you're like, okay, this is enough. That's your that's your opinion. That's what you're saying. Say that one more time. Yeah, I said, there's at no point in the season where you look at Anthony Volpe and go, no matter how bad, and say that's enough. I'm gonna. no, no. You knew this was this was a big possibility. You made the the you said the words like you said. We want you to continue your development in the major leagues. You passed up on all these shortstops, and if you're telling me you can't even give him a full year of a commitment here. Then, then you're just a bunch of frauds. What if the power numbers peter mm-hmm. out? He finishes with like 11 home runs, 30 RBIs. Yeah. That's 170. Okay, so he, here's yeah. a good question: Who's better than him? That that I'm gonna get? Peraza. Peraza I don't know if Peraza is better than him. I I'm, don't. Even... But I'm yeah. You, you don't know. You don't know that he's better. Sure. I'm saying. I'm saying, are you telling me that we're going to go out there and get a fucking superstar shortstop? Yes, rental? You, you would just probably replace him with Peraza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would be the move. They would swap him. Here's and the then point. what happens when Peraza goes, uh, you know, 100 at-bats? And, okay, and so then hit. everybody sucks then. Well, that's my point. If you're going to replace him, you better give me some guy who is a proven shortstop. What about, the four, to... other, what about the four other shortstops they got down in the minor leagues? No, you got to give me someone who I know is going to impact this team and take. Peraza, what what regular play would impact? You think, right? You think. 
Okay, so you want a Carlos Correa? The guy's one of the worst everyday. Here's my point. It's yeah, not that. It's not Trey that Turner still doesn't have as many home runs as he did in the World. That's baseball fine. Time. I'm not saying you have to know what the outcome's going to be. I'm saying if you're going to get, if you're going to turn back on your commitment to your number one prospect at at shortstop because he's not playing well, then you have to give me a guy who you at least view as an elite. What it, MLB shortstop mm-hmm. who you're bringing in and giving up on this commitment, which is a big deal. Because you're bringing him here because you're ready to win a World Series right now, and and you're gonna risk giving up on your commitment to your top prospect because trading for Trey guy... Turner. What? Trading for Trey Turner? If that deal's on the table. Uh, all asshole. things being equal, would you do it? Mm, no, nah, not, not with the contract. I'm saying all things. Okay, you got to take the contract. Would you trade him for Trey Turner right, right now? now? No, not right, right now. now. No, because about, I think uh, in this. In this regard, recency bias is is valid. I don't think Chris nece- necessarily would have to be a shortstop that comes in. I think it could be a Peraza, and then you you trade for maybe a third ba- an elite third baseman or a different position. Maybe I I could see like a Jose Ramirez. But you can get nice someone at a different. Oh, they just want, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you obviously very love Jose Ramirez, but he just signed a super. Team oh yeah, I forgot deal. he signed that deal. I forgot he signed that deal. My bad. But if he stinks like the rest that. of this year and then he hits one sixty five in April next year, are you ready to say goodbye at that point? No. And what is nah. your breaking point for Anthony Volpe? My breaking point. I'm. T- I'm. I'll. I'll say it one more time. Okay, if I'm committing to a number one prospect at shortstop, you give him two full seasons. Who I passed up on, who I passed up uh, so many great shortstops for. Then the only time I am ready to give up on my commitment to that is in six years. Is if I'm ready agent? to, if if I'm going to make a serious move for a serious. So give me a top five shortstop in the league right now. Oh, right now I'm saying, give me a name inconsequential they're all signed they all signed over the last two three years i mean they're all pretty much signed inconsequential to who's available you know that you have praza waiting in the wings you can make a move you have trey sweeney probably banging at the door in another couple years right you have these guys out there or you could just go back to ikf (laughs) if Mm. i'm here's my point though if i'm making that move to a praza or an ikf which i know you're joking but Let's just say let's go Peraza, okay? If I'm making that move, it is so catastrophic. If you take it back now. No, it is. It is a catastrophic failure. Because not only of the guys that you passed up on in free agency, but now you're telling me that Peraza is actually better than the fucking guy you put out there. And at that point, if I'm giving up on my commitment for a guy like Peraza or someone like that, then I'm giving up on my commitment forever. Then I don't expect Volpe to ever come up here and be the guy. I think we're back at, we're back at Gleyber Torres levels of failure, right? How bad was he that the Yankees had to change their whole organizational philosophy to get him out of shortstop and, right. and pivot to a guy like Volpe. Right. So yeah, you'd be at that level of failure. Right. But you can't tell me that he's allowed to be bad for five years until he hits free agency. There has to be a breaking point at some time. Where you say to yourself, this just isn't working. I don't care what the other option is. It's not him. You give him this year plus how many more months, years. I'm willing to give him. I'll be honest. I haven't given my opinion. I give him the entire season. I don't care how bad it gets. Unless he's just a complete disaster in the field, which he's teetering there, but he's not there. Unless he's a complete disaster in the field, you give him 150 games this year you let the Yankees said it you you need to finish your development here so let him do that here but eventually there's going to come a point in time where you have to say enough is enough when is that is that May 1st next next year is that Memorial Day next year the all-star break do you give him the fulls two full years there has to become a point in time where you say to yourself it's not him so for me Personally, I give. I would say if he has not shown the ability to, to to play at an all-star level by the all-star break of next season, I think then you can look at a situation where you you have to say it's not him. I think that's fair, and I'll just say one last thing with Volpe, where I where I think he's becoming more of a concern for me, or where I would set 
the benchmark of him truly being being a concern. I don't need him to hit 300 this year. What I need to see out of him at at the plate is better at bats. And I need to see what you're seeing out of Volpe right now is not just a 190 whatever average. You're seeing a guy who's not picking up the pieces and putting them together in a more consistent way. And when you're and because we're not seeing that yet, it's making me a little nervous that he's not developing like like they wanted him to because he looks more lost than he does overpowered or overmatched. Oh, I need fixed. to see I progress. Though. No, it's definitely fixed. I'm not saying it's a big it's a big deal yet. But if by the end of the year, he's still, you know, teetering around 200, but he's going, you know, 10 days with, you know, only a couple hits. And then he maybe he hasn't even had a, a significant stretch where he's looked like a better hitter, maybe a couple games, few games. But it's just been so streaky with him. And like I said, now he's not even really getting on base as much. Yeah, it's just I don't know. it's I'm all torn. adding up. I'm torn with it because on one hand, I want him to develop. I want them to stick to their word of saying, you know, sticking to what they said they were going to do. But I don't want to root for a team that is here to develop players. I want to root for a team that's ready to win a World Series. So I, it's kind of like I don't. Dude, really... I mean, honestly, you can do both. The Yankees need Excuse to be me. carried by the other eight guys in this lineup and allow Volpe to, to grow. So sure, that's... but that's hard. It's hard to hide your shortstop. I just want to say one thing. You said you don't want to root for a team that's here to develop guys, right? And you want to root for a team who's ready to win. And I agree with you 100%. How about rooting for a team who chose not to get guys to show they're ready to win and chose to develop a guy, but then back out on that commitment after passing on all those guys. And then they're back to square one where they don't even know what the fuck they're doing. How about that team? Yeah, no, I mean, look, that's a whole different that's a whole different argument to make how they how they run things. It's just how I root how the team I root for. I don't really want to see a prospect. Neither do I go through Neither the struggles. I. I, I but I would be OK with him getting this season and all the way up until that all star break. I think that's I, a that's, fair, fair thing. to. That's to why say. I think Volpe is safe this year. Yeah, I really. I true. I really think he's safe this year. But my point, right, is that team that you want to root for that we all want to root for that team that. This team had the opportunity to be that team for the last few yeah, years. And it, it goes while into... Judge and, and Cole are in their prime. Like this was the big deal of why we don't rely on prospects when we're ready to win right okay. now. Yeah, so, it's like the bigger picture of it all ties back into that their inability to make the hard decision. And now it's now this is a new hard decision that they're gonna have to maybe think about. Rely on prospects, bro. The Braves just did it and won a World Series. You have to be you have to know what you're doing is what the problem is. And do you trust the Yankees know what they're doing? Mm -hmm. You can, you can win a world series with a rookie at shortstop. It it, it, it has happened in our history. You know, yeah, I mean, it just, it just happened recently, but that short, that shortstop also won the ALCS MVP in the world series MVP. Right, so exactly. It, the, so, but, Jeremy so exactly. Is, meaning that the shortstop is the most important position on the field. And if he's not going to perform, then that's a big detriment to this lineup offensively and defensively. It's the most important position. I don't argue that. I'm not so arguing I can't, that. At all. I can't say that it's it's a mark to share or not mark to share, like a first baseman that's struggling offensively, somebody like that at a position that isn't that at that level. Yeah, you can get away with having a, a shitty right fielder or a shitty outfielder. You can't get away, you can't get away with having a shortstop who can't either be one or the other. If 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 you want him, if he can be a defensive superstar, fine. I'll take I'll take the offensive struggles. Mm -hmm. But if he's going to be mediocre in both sides of the ball, then I can't. I can't push I him out there if, if this team really wants to win a World Series. Right. And I agree with that. He has to be able to play the position, which if sure. he cleans that up, you live yeah. with the offensive Absolutely. struggles. But, Absolutely. But here's the point also. He skipped AAA, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can cite Ryman, you know, chapter and verse of guys that did that and came up here and played well. That is not what the Yankees believe in. You can say it's right. You can say it's wrong. They don't believe in it. Right. You skip AAA. This is basically his AAA season. Okay. At the major league level. So let's say he goes to AAA. hits 350, 30 home run, conquers it. He can still come up here next year and do the same exact thing and hit 194. Yeah. So there's no, I mean. You, you have to expect rookies to struggle 
Yeah. It's just kind of like Ryan saying, and, and like I've been saying for the last handful of years, like I'm down with it now because they committed, but was this really the time to, to yeah. develop a player? I mean, that's, uh, that's yeah, the question. Yes. And no, it is. I believe that it is, but I also believe that if they would have handled their business in other areas, it's a in the offense where you didn't look at Volpe as a guy that needed mm-hmm. to contribute. You, you know, you're talking about, you know, it's the way this team is built. If you felt yeah. better about third base, if you felt better about left field, you know, a catcher, yeah. you know, you could, you, dude, look at it. You, if Volpe's not hitting, right? That's four questions in this lineup. There's only nine guys in the lineup. Yeah, for sure. Oh, It's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Ultimately, I, I don't know. Did you want to say that it's just, you know, it's wishful thinking. I think he'll be fine. Me too. I was really, you, I mean, that, that sack fly that he hit the walk off uh, last week Mm -hmm. was such a smart at bat. Yes, it was. It was probably his best at bat other than the home run, obviously that he's had in a while. Cause it was reading the situation. He dropped the bat head out, knew he let and he just needed to drive the ball to the outfield, and he did, and they won the game. So that yep. was, you know, you that was a guy that's not trying to do too much, just do his job. And you would I would have hoped that, that would have carried over for him. It really didn't, except for the home run the other night. But we'll see. I mean, he's got you you just you hope that he just has a big weekend here, you know, and he can start you know, being the guy that we all think that he can be. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see. I, like I said, I don't think that Volpe's in danger right now. I really don't. Uh, you might get a, you might see him get an extra day off here or there, but he's still going to be the everyday shortstop for, for the foreseeable future. Agreed. So the Yankees are in, they're going to be in LA. So we got some, uh, some marquee matchups here this weekend. It's all night games. The Yankees are playing against uh, the Dodgers. Uh, tomorrow night is 10-10. Seve versus Clayton Kershaw. And then uh, Garrett Cole versus uh, Grove. I don't know who that. I don't, honestly don't know who that is. He's sporting an 8.44 ERA. That's going to be on Fox. <laughs> Excuse me. That's going to be on Fox on Sunday, on Saturday night. And then Sunday night baseball is Miller versus Domingo Herman. So the Yankees are playing all night games and they'll have a day off before they're home to take on the White Sox, who are one yeah. of the biggest disappointments in baseball yeah. this year. So baseball history, you could say, even dating back to the scandal. Mm-hmm. You know, the so, White Sox and the Black Sox scandal. They're, there. they're not Oakland A's bad, but they're still pretty bad. No, they not mm-hmm. Oakland A's bad. The, they, they're changing their name actually to the Oakland uh, double A's. Okay. <laughs> Okay, there was right. somebody on maybe okay. on MLB Network that said they don't even know if the A's could beat a double A team like probably in the best of seven. Can't beat them in attendance. So probably not. Um, so I know we've been bouncing around a lot lately. That's that's been by design. We've been trying to work on the Yankees off days or when they've been playing day games, and then we record at night because you know we want to make sure everything makes sense for the channel. You know, uh, game season goes off without a hitch, and then we just fill in the gaps, but. The Yankees are off yeah, every right. Monday, so. every single Monday in the month of June. So the NYYST podcast will be back live every Monday night in the Ooh. month of June. So you don't have to worry about or wonder when the fellas okay. are gonna be back All right. in June. No, more, no more June night. swoon. Okay. It's every Monday. Okay. Watch us. Watch the game. Watch us live on the right. day off. Okay. We won't be watching the game. Okay. It'll be the day off. Okay. Okay. All right, so uh, what was I going to say? Completely blanked out there. The next event in the Audi Club at Yankee Stadium will be September 23rd, the second-to-last home game of the year. You know, what will the Yankees be playing for at that point in time? Mm. Uh, Please get your tickets. If you go to NYY News TV on Twitter, the the link is posted there. You can find – you can find it there and uh, grab your tickets to the next event. Uh, also, paid. No, we don't do Patreon anymore. That was just uh-huh. really weird. All right. So, no more Patreon. Okay. If you're subscribing to Patreon, change that un- graphic down there. Yeah, change that graphic down there. 
Patreon doesn't is not working for us, but you can follow us on Twitter at uh, nyyst underscore podcast uh, for uh, and follow me and any of the other guys on Twitter for uh, additional content. We'll just we you know the videos, any extra content, just going to be pumped out there. Um, so you can follow us there on social media. Uh, <clears throat> also, uh, if you're watching on uh, on uh, YouTube right now, if you're still in the chat, please like and subscribe. You're listening on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a five star rating and review, okay? And I couldn't, I don't know why I couldn't think of the name of the song, but my favorite Taylor Swift song is "Cruel Summer," okay? That's wow. my jam. Okay. okay, never heard it. Yeah, that's deep. Never heard it. Damn. Well, it is deep because I think one of the lyrics is uh, "Angels roll their eyes and devil and the devils roll the dice." I think you are. Too deep oh. in, into Taylor Swift. Uh, Are you uh, Swifty? No, no, I don't like. I I try. I can't. I can't get. Like people were. I saw videos of people like on the, in the American Dream parking lot, like crying. I just. I can't get yeah. down like that. Like if you like her music, that's cool. I don't hold it against anybody. Uh-huh. Like you like what you like, but like, you know it shouldn't have a panic attack in a fucking parking lot across the street because <laughs> you can hear somebody singing. Like you need, you need to seek professional help if that's the case. All right. Okay. Okay. Well, we want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYY news TV and the NYYST podcast. Thank you for listening and watching episode three thirty four SGR. Go Yanks. First say goodbye. <laughs> As the competition, but if you go against me, you the opposition. But if you want to tell it like you could close the distance, I'm gonna give an A for effort since you're so persistent. Uh, with you, on this practice, because I'm back to bed. Let's get back to winning. As a matter of fact, I'm not that forgiving because you did this to yourself. That's a bad decision.